When I was about 13, pondering the mysteries of life, I uh, was wondering, why doesn't God just appear in the sky and make clear his existence? And, you know, just make himself known very explicitly so that we might all believe and live a life that he wants us to live. But then I realized even the angels knew God existed, and it didn't mean that they loved him. In a sense, they don't even have to have faith because they saw God, but it did not mean they had charity or love. Similarly, it's only those seeking, only those of that good will who will come to have that faith which will help them grow in that foundation of love they have, to help them grow in that charity so that they might love God. And we see in today's gospel, the disciples asked Jesus, you know, why do you speak to the crowd in parables? You know, basically, why don't you be more explicit? Why don't you, why are you talking in these hidden uh, ways? And Jesus replies, because knowledge of the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven has been granted to you, but to them it has not been granted. Now, this does not mean uh, we must you know, despair or become neglectful of what we have to do for our faith because we're thinking, oh, well, Jesus is saying everything's predetermined, everything's predestined. Either God has given me the, the faith or not. No, he adds, to anyone who has, more will be given, and he will grow rich. From anyone who has not, even what he has will be taken away. To anyone who has zeal or desire for God, then he'll be given more and he'll grow rich. But if anyone doesn't have any desire to get to know God, then even that little bit of goodwill they have will be taken away. And then he says, this is why I speak to them in parables, because they look but do not see, and hear but do not listen or understand. You know, they, they are hearing God's words, but they don't understand what is being said. They see Christ's flesh, but they're not able to discern the divinity right in front of them. And they're not, you know, totally blind, right? You know, even uh, for those who are nearsighted or have poor eyesight, you can see, but are you really seeing? Or maybe uh, when you're young and you're looking for something and your mom says, you know, make sure you look, and you're like, yeah, I looked, it's not there. The shoes are right in front of you, but, you know, you're still saying, Mom, where's my shoes? Similarly, we are seeing, but we don't always see. And Christ is saying the same for many of those who aren't ready to hear the gospel. There's something blocking them. There's sin that makes it hard to understand, and it hardens our hearts. And one of the reasons he speaks to us in parables is to break through 
some of that hardness of sin. You know, think of in the city and the sidewalk or maybe your pavement around your house, maybe even like pavers. You can do all you want to weed it and make sure you put, uh, you know, the, the blocking, the covering so that weeds don't grow through, but they find those little cracks, those seeds get through and they'll grow, even though it doesn't seem like anything would get through there. The Lord's gospel sometimes is too big for us to just to be lumped onto us. We have to take it slowly, take it small. And so the seed of the gospel is kind of like a seed being planted in the heart through these parables, through these hidden mysteries, so that they might grow and we might come to a better knowledge, a better understanding over time in our life. Imagine if, uh, you know, the kingdom of heaven is like a tree. Well, a tree wouldn't really fit within us, right? But a seed could. A seed we can take in and then can grow. I remember years ago reading an article about how a man, it was discovered that he had broccoli growing in his lungs. And it's because he had swallowed up in his uh, airway some broccoli sprouts, you know, Broccoli would have never gone through. He would have just choked and, you know, hopefully spat it out. But the broccoli sprouts somehow made it through and then got implanted into his lungs and there had enough moisture, I guess, to start sprouting. And the doctors were shocked to see what was there. But again, so that the gospel is kind of like that in a good way in that it's a, a seed that will come to us small in a hidden way and then will sprout and bear life, bear fruit in a more explicit manner, especially in the ways that we change our life for the good and grow in those virtues. Jesus desires us to know him, and he desires us to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. It takes a lifetime, though, to grow in that knowledge and understanding and wisdom. And then in heaven, we will never exhaust the riches of those mysteries for all of eternity we'll be contemplating and looking upon God and always learning more for ever and ever. It will never end because that is how rich God is. His wisdom is inexhaustible. And the Lord desires us to know that. All we have to do is just have a little bit of that desire, a little bit of that zeal to search for him. When, uh, when I was about four years old, my family was visiting uh, our relatives in Chile. My mom's from Chile. And I had escaped from my grandfather's apartment out into the streets to go find my favorite aunt, uh, my, my uncle's wife. And somehow, I found my way through this downtown area, uh, you know, at three or four years old, and I made it to his townhouse or apartment. And I still remember, though, I couldn't reach the doorbell to the, the gate outside uh, the apartment there. And so I'm on the sidewalk, now I'm just stuck. 
and eventually someone helped me to, to press the doorbell. And, uh, but I had that uh, desire, you know, based off of that, that, that love I had for uh, my aunt and uncle to, to find them. And God similarly wants, you know, us in, in our little ways to search for him, to seek him. You know, we're not going to understand the faith or the parables if we don't put in the effort. And that's why it's so important to also take the time to ponder the scriptures, to meditate on the scriptures, you know, to have that mental prayer carved out every day. That's why the rosary is so important because that's Our Lady's way of helping us to pray while also meditating on the mysteries of the life of Christ. It's so important to have that time to meditate and take in the Word of God in that seed form so we can keep growing. All this, you know, is hidden in a certain way, but God, in His goodness and mercy, at the end of time, will try to speed things up. He'll try to make things more explicit for, you know, time can be running out. And that's why he says to St. Faustina that before I come as the just judge, I'm coming first as the king of mercy. Before the day of justice arrives, there will be given to people a sign in the heavens of this sort. It looks like that sign that I was desiring when I was a teenager, God actually might provide. Or, as we know, maybe not in the way I was thinking, but even in a better way. And he says, this is the kind of sign. All light in the heavens will be extinguished. There will be great darkness over the whole earth. Then the sign of the cross will be seen in the sky, and from the openings where the hands and the feet of the Savior were nailed will come forth great lights, which will light up the earth for a period of time. This will take place shortly before the last day. So right before he comes again to judge the living and the dead, he will give a great sign to make it clear to the people. Kind of shake them up, you know. Here's what you need to see to change your life. And hopefully, people will take advantage of that grace. We know from the book of Exodus that we read today, even the people there received a great sign. There was a great theophany, right? The people watch Moses go up the Mount of Sinai. And there's great dense cloud coming upon with much lightning and thunder shaking up everybody. And Moses you know, this is when he's about to receive the Ten Commandments. I mean, he comes down, his face is radiant, so much so that it's blinding people. He has to wear a veil over his face because the glory of God is so powerful. And yet people, the Israelites, what do they do? They still turn away in their stubbornness. And it's not so much that they're rejecting outrightly God. It's rejecting God for who he is, and trying to make God who he isn't. And that is what we need to always be cautious of. You know, when they worshiped the golden calf, it wasn't that they weren't 
trying to worship God that saved them. It was they were trying to worship God in the way they wanted to rather than the way God wanted them to. And try to worship God in the way they wanted to understand rather than being open to understanding more of who God is. And so that is the great challenge for us today as well and for our society to search for God, but also to be truly open to who he is so that the seed of his gospel may be planted within us and grow to fruition that we might enjoy in the kingdom of heaven. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.